asking me about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, good day, good day. How are ya? Welcome to another episode of Charging Stallion Presents. News we like. My name's Cam. My name's Timmy. How you going, Timmy? Yeah, good, man. How's your week been? Yeah, pretty good. Um, nothing much to report. I feel like I just crossed over into a, an area of well-being that I never thought I'd do. I bought a scented candle this week. Is that why you have to barter it? No, I've, I've bought three then. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, is that one? Is that is that a candle? Is it got? Did you just put like a candle in coffee? See, co- coffee. Yeah, I, is that a thing? Did you look that up online, or did you just thought think like that's something I'm gonna do myself? I, the inspiration behind it. I just thought to myself, okay, I don't want my house to smell terrible. Yep. What's a smell that I like? And I thought coffee. You love coffee. I love it, man. Yeah. Like I smashed probably four mugs of coffee before we started recording just then. If there was a coffee deodorant or perfume, would you use it? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If anyone would like to buy me a gift, coffee deodorant, I don't know if it exists. But yeah, I, I was like, I'd love to make my house smell like coffee. Is there a way to do that? And so I just I ended up on Pinterest. Yeah. And they told me that you can put coffee beans surround tea light candles with coffee beans. And so that's what I've done. There's one over there on my work desk. There's Does it one work? in the bathroom. Not really. You have to be about an inch away <laughs> from the candle and you get a hot nose to smell the coffee. <laughs> hot nose. I don't know if it's worth it. Yeah. But if you, I'm sure there's like coffee uh, body wash. Oh uh, yeah. That you could that you could use as well. Yeah. Yeah. Is it going too far to have my house and my body smell like coffee? Because my throat already probably does smell like coffee. I drink a lot of coffee. I think if you go all in, it's commendable. Yeah? Yeah. And you can just smell me from like 50 meters away. Yeah. <laughs> you might get a nickname like the coffee man. That's all right. Yeah, it's all right. My only nickname at the moment is from mum and it's macaroni. And I don't think it's because I smell like macaroni and cheese or... Is it because you look like a piece of macaroni? I haven't actually questioned mum on it. I thought it was a wordplay thing because like cam backwards is mac and then she was like, well, I'll add a a roni. (laughs) (laughs) How long has your mum been calling you um, macaroni for? 32 years. Yeah, right. And you've never thought to ask? Nah, because I'm so used to it. It's like... Yeah, I, I never questioned it. I remember the only time that it had even been questioned was um, my mate Mike used to ring up the landline at home and mum would answer and then he'd be like, can I talk to Cam? And then she'd be like, yep, macaroni. <laughs> and one time Mike said, why does your mum call you macaroni? And I was like, no, she calls me macaroni, man. And then he was like, okay, and we just moved on. Like, <laughs> So it's like macaroni makes no sense, but macaroni, he goes, okay. Yeah, he was okay with mac. (laughs) Macaroni's all good, man. If you were going to call, if you wanted, um, like, this is this question doesn't really have too much to do with you because you don't want kids, but if you were going to, if you you were in charge of naming a kid Mm. and, um, and you like the name Mac, would you go full name macaroni, short, like nickname Mac? Oh, uh, yeah. Because Mac's a normal name. Like if you met someone and they're like, oh, my name's Mac, you'd go, oh, yeah. 
it's quite a cool name actually. Yeah. Like Mac Miller. Um, no, that's the only Mac I know. <laughs> <laughs> There's no list. But like think about Macaroni Miller. That's an even cooler name. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'd go Macaroni full name, yeah. Mac for sure. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Yeah, true. So weird how little I've ever thought about the nickname Macaroni. But, mm. yeah, it's not that bad. Is everyone in your family call you Macaroni or just your mum? Just mum. Yeah. Yeah, I would I'd actually find it weird if one of my little siblings, I've got five younger yeah. siblings, if one of them said Macaroni, I'd be like, whoa, not your place. But what if they called you the Big Mac? Big Mac. I'd think they were being sarcastic. <laughs> I don't Big that, Mac's a top dog nickname. If you're the Big Mac, like you're the top dog. Yeah. Know? I guess if maybe if people in the street s- sort of saluted and called me out. But <laughs> saluted? Some Nazi shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but there's something about your younger siblings calling you Big Like the, your younger siblings calling you anything that sounds respectful, I, I doubt that it is really respectful. Do you do you demand respect from your, from your younger siblings? Pure respect as well. It can't be tongue in cheek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm such a bad oldest oldest sibling. Like body-wise and attitude, I should probably be somewhere near the bottom and or in the middle. Like I shouldn't be the top dog, but luck had it. <laughs> luck had its way. way. Yeah, man. <laughs> you got to make the most of those things, eh? For sure, man. Yeah, do you feel like you fit as the youngest sibling? Do you feel like that was fair? I think 100%. 100%. You suit I, being the youngest sibling. I do. Mm. I do. And, and um, yeah, because my brother is definitely more responsible than okay. I am. Yeah. He suits being the oldest sibling. He definitely does. And he's and he's already a father and have has a family of his own and stuff like that. He's he's he definitely definitely suits it. Whereas sort of the opposite with you where your younger siblings have their own family and stuff like and raking in cash, owning properties and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, oh I've got a scented candle that I made of coffee beans that doesn't work. <laughs> I'm 32. I've got it together. But well, I should not be the oldest. <laughs> <laughs> when you put it that way with the scented candle, it kind of sounds like not that you're like full mentally ill, but you've got. <laughs> I'm touched. Yeah, you're, you're touched a little bit by it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. What's been on your mind this week, Timmy? Uh, a real funny thing happened to me last night, bro. One of the funniest things that happened to me in in months. Yeah, I'm on the so I am um, I'm on the train train uh, back to back to Yarraville where where I'm staying at the moment mm. and looking after a friend's house. And I'm on the train and there's this homeless man walking um, up and down the carriage, mm-hmm. asking for asking for change from people. And he's sort of walking up, talking to people that are. Directly opposite me, I'm sort of I'm I'm sort of facing um, um, across the across the carriage. Yeah, uh, and he turns around about to ask me for some change, and I'm there in my like I, I don't like I wasn't looking that bad, but he turns around this change, and he he starts talking, and he looks up at me and goes, "Oh, sorry, bro," and then gives me a wink and walks away because he didn't ask me for change because he thought that I was homeless as well. <laughs> I love it so much, <laughs> bro. I've never been. I've never been brothers I've never in arms. Had that happened to me before. Maybe, um, maybe people are just going to off their own back, start handing you change. Maybe I don't know, bro. And I like because straight afterwards, I'm looking in the reflection of the 
of of, of the of the train because it's at night time looking at yeah. the picture of the train. I'm like, man, mum would be so disappointed. <laughs> Okay, whenever something like that that happens, and you just go, "Mum mm, wouldn't love that." Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And um, and then I went back. I went over to a friend's house, mm. and um, our uh, our friend uh, Mitch, who's in in a great band called Meat, uh, he was he told me I told him the story, mm. and uh, he told me uh, a return story of someone giving him a loaf of bread once. <laughs> And so I'm it like, does happen. It does happen. I'm like, well, yeah. that's kind of worse than mine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I got, I got, I had a guy definitely think that I was, I was str- maybe not. Like, he thought I was struggling. Yeah. He didn't. He he, he was he, like, you you don't have any spare change. No, like your cha- like, all your change is accounted for. Little does he know, I got, I got a bit of money in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> Getting defensive with him now. <laughs> Look, man, I've got a beard and long hair, but I'm okay financially. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I went, I, uh, I, I went to my girlfriend afterwards and I go, mm. oh, but you know, I don't, I don't ever look homeless though. And she went silent and I said, I said, fuck damn, that's oh, a hard man. burn, bro. And then, but then I was like, well, <laughs> well, you have sex with me. So that's, that's, that's worse on, it's worse on you. Yeah. I might look homeless. You have sex with people that look homeless. That's worse. <laughs> Exclusively. <laughs> but yeah, it sort of, sort of opened a, a new realm of thoughts to me last night. Of self-understanding. Yeah. So I accepted it straight away pretty much. I'm like, fuck it. Like there's, that's not making me change. Yeah. I might clean up the beard a little bit. Have, me, have a wash maybe. <laughs> I'm quite clean. Look, I'm very high. I'm quite a hygienic person. I, I shower, I shower like twice a day. Yeah. You know, I shampoo and condition my hair. Not heaps, but every sort of few days, three, four days. Yeah, and if there's a comfy spot on a footpath, <laughs> kick back. Um, when I was in, I was I was uh, in Fitzroy, and we had our friends staying just off Alexander Parade, which is one of the main streets uh, in in Fitzroy. And I went down this is a couple of years ago. I went down and got a kebab, and on the way back to the house, I was like, oh, I'll just sit down in this uh, in this in this little stoop. And uh, eat this eat this kebab. And mm. I got I was quite drunk and and probably high. And um, I got quite full from my kebab. And I was like, oh, I'll just I'll just have a little nap on this stoop. And that was. And then people started walking past, like going home that night. And I was like, oh damn. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> oh damn. You were flying close to the sun. Real close to the sun, bro. And as soon as I like that happened to me last time, I think. Oh yeah. Uh, it's yeah. all coming together. Yeah. <laughs> so you wheeled your trolley of rubbish home and <laughs> set up in the backyard where you're more comfortable. <laughs> all right, should we jump into it? Fill me in. All right. Story number one, Cam. Headline is Cat finds bag of cocaine and heroin and brings it home. Ah. Oh. Uh, the pet apparently found drugs while out on Sunday night and slept next to the bag containing crack cocaine and heroin. Um, the uh, cat's owner from St. Paul's in Bristol uh, found the pet curled up next to the bag on Monday morning, meaning that it acquired the drugs overnight. Um, 
Uh, a picture uh, published by the police shows dozens of wrapped white and lilac-coloured powder inside a carry bag. Uh, uh, dozens. Dude, look, I'll show you the photo of it. It's quite a big bag of drugs. What a haul. Yeah, and I was a few things that caught me when I was thinking, I was like, it's good effort for a cat to carry that. Mm-hmm. Um, all the way back to their owner's their owner's place. The other thing I thought about too almost immediately is that um, quite an often, something that happens quite often with cats is that they end up having more than one owner. Ah, uh, yeah. In many ways. Like they'll just kind of go, like cats will just say, look, this is, this is my number one home. I hang out here and then I go hang out at this other home. Yeah. And people are like, oh. It's food polygamy. Yeah. 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 And they're just like, but it's also like, Cats like attention, be able to, a bit of warmth, snuggling up to people and stuff. Mm. So they go from house to house. Do you reckon that this, I reckon it's more likely that this cat has robbed his other owner and brought it back to, to, to his non-drug dealing owner? Yeah. Because it's, I reckon that's more likely than a cat walking into a random house, finding a bag of, a bag of drugs and then taking it back to to its its, to its original only home. owner's house. Yeah. yeah. I think it's way more likely that it probably hangs out around these drugs all the time and it's just like, oh, I'm gonna take some of these. I like sleeping next to this. It makes me it makes me remember this this yeah, owner. It's like taking a blanket from your mistress's house to your wife's house. Mm, bit dark. <laughs> 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 but it's like it's like um yeah like if you if you were going over to 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 say uh say that you you spend a lot of time at your your grandma's house as well you might take oh this is the family friendly yeah, this version is the family yeah, friendly yeah, okay. version of it you might take uh you might take a you know a, a a nice teddy or a blanket over there with you yeah yeah a little piece of home to your other home yeah 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 yeah, I like it. And I guess the, the owner of the drugs now has to act real coy if the cat is really familiar. So I reckon the guy who's just had his drugs stolen, if he sees the cat and has read this news story, is just going to not look that cat in the eye, like pretend he doesn't know the cat. Because imagine if the cat just crosses the street like, hey, hey, it's me, yeah. it's me. Sorry about the drug thing. The owner's going to have to be like, never met you. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the Avon and Somerset Police Force say that it's not releasing any information about the cat or its owner because um, it has to be mindful of their safety. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so they don't want to, but they, I don't know, if the, if, if, if they want to find um, their drugs or where the drugs, well, the police have their drugs now, but if they want to find the 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 real owners, all they would have to do is just follow the follow the cat. Follow back. the cat. Yeah, because you'd probably move house if you were the main owner who just turned the drugs into the police. I would. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I would. See, here's the thing: is for me, I would have. What would you? What would you do in that? Would you have done what they've done in that situation? For me, I probably would have done it differently, man. I wouldn't mm. like. You know, I'm. I'm. I'm not gonna be knocking. On, on on drug dealers. It's just not, for me, it's just yep. not a wise move. I wouldn't have done that no. either. Yeah, yeah. I'd just be like, okay, I'm not getting involved in selling these, but like that's just going to be gifts for. Look, well, see, for me, it's like gifts. It's it's heroin and crack cocaine, <laughs> bro. Like, <laughs> do you not consider that a gift? <clears throat> for me, I would have, I would have 
tried heroin a couple of times and then <laughs> I'm just kidding. And then and then no, I would have I would have uh, I would have flushed the drugs. Oh, I would yeah. I would have just been like, okay, my cat's pulled in drugs from somewhere. I'm just gonna like the owner's not gonna think that oh the cat's taken these drugs and taken them back to their owners. No, you would have thought they're like, gonna go punch someone in the face. The drug that. dealer, yeah, yeah. they're just gonna be like someone's taking my fucking drugs. We're gonna start breaking mm-hmm. legs until someone talks, right? Yeah, man. So. I would just flush the drugs down the toilet yeah. and then- There's no need for you to be on the dealer's radar. No, I would flush the drugs, not talk about it anymore, and then if the cat does it again, yeah. deal with it then. Yeah, this person has gone, oh, tell the news and the police. <laughs> Ridiculous. Not, not the move. Not smart. <laughs> Japan has launched a new professional basketball league for female voice actresses only. <laughs> Becoming a star of the industry now often requires voice actresses to be photogenic and posed in front of an audience as their jobs have come to more closely resemble those of mainstream entertainers and media personalities. And in Japan, what they've done to take advantage of this is create a new basketball league called SJ3, which is pronounced uh, Seiyu, which is the Japanese word for voice actor slash actress. So Japan's newest basketball league, officially recognized and supported by the Japanese Basketball Association, is female only and the female has to either voice anime or video games. Seven of the eight teams, here's some of their names, Wonder Rocket, Pure Pure Party, Chiribiachi, are all based in Japan with the remaining club, Beidou, headquartered in Shanghai. The league's first game is scheduled for September 30th at the Minami Nagasaki Sports Center in Tokyo's Narima Ward, and the league plans to have tournaments in both spring and fall. So yeah, the I reckon it's it's exciting, it's fun, and it, it reminds me of the and you might hate this comparison, but mm-hmm. of the Floyd Mayweather uh, Conor McGregor fight because it's kind of like okay, you're a celebrity, you're a celebrity, you play that sport, hey, whatever, people are going to watch it because they're excited about who you are. You're right, I do hate that analogy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely hate it. You're talking about you're talking about voice actors playing, playing, playing sport, people that aren't, aren't sports, aren't, aren't, aren't um, sporting athletes yeah. at all, yeah. and you're comparing them <clears throat> to... The, the one of the greatest boxers of mm. all time, shit human being, but a, a good at boxing, and Conor McGregor, who mm. is who who is one of the one of the greatest mixed martial artists that we've ever seen. Like they're athletes, bro. They're, they're, but Conor they're, McGregor is a celebrity, and they didn't say, "Hey, Conor, you're probably awesome at boxing." They thought, "Hey." So many people are going to watch because they're interested in you. No, but it's different because he punches people like that's how he wins all of his fights in MMA. You know what I mean? Like he's, he already knew how to how to throw punches. Are these people good basketball players? Nah, but people are interested <laughs> in watching what they can do on a basketball okay. court they're, they're, because of their celebrity. Because okay. they're because they're famous in the video game and anime world. They know that those fans who weren't interested in basketball are going to watch them play basketball but in the same way a that a Conor McGregor fan. Is it going to be a shithouse standard of, 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 of basketball? Yeah, man, well below, well below average. <laughs> like these, these girls aren't good at basketball. They can play, but they know that people are going to come watch the games because they love Final Fantasy or because they love an anime. It's crazy how big that is over there, right? You know what I mean? It's crazy that it's, that, that it's 
Look, I, I, I understand if it was like um, like a Comic-Con or something like that where it's like, oh, we're going to go watch these people talk about what they do yep. for a profession. Mm. So it's, it's, I understand that with um, anything that you're into. Like I've gone to um, uh, some talks of uh, uh, MMA personalities and stars, Connor's coach, John Kavanaugh, when I went to went to his seminar here in Melbourne, and and you know because 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 I love it so much. Yeah. But it's like I wouldn't watch, I wouldn't go and watch John Kavanaugh play table tennis. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 weird. It's a it's a weird it's a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't go watch him play table tennis. What if Conor McGregor was going? I'd, I'd watch him Conor McGregor in the backyard. Yeah, <laughs> Conor McGregor was going to a trampoline competition yep. against Ben Affleck. Yeah, I'd watch it. Exactly. Yeah, it's so you're, I, I want to be against it. I want to be against it, but you're right. I would go watch it. I would fucking go watch it. Yeah, man. It's a crazy world, bro. But we're just interested <laughs> in personalities, not necessarily what they do. Mm. Yeah. We just want to see them doing something. Because we're interested in them. We like their yeah. who they are. Mm. Yeah. Or we think we understand who they are. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's weird how sort of reality television has sort of programmed us that way that it's like we don't second we don't second guess that stuff anymore. Mm. It's like it's like, oh no, we wanna know what they're doing all the time. We wanna we wanna know all these things. We've had a little taste of it. And we don't feel like it's overstepping any boundaries anymore. Yeah. Yeah, man. I like it. Yeah. Where did when did when did um reality television start? Was it was it was it like um um Paris Hilton was one of the first really big stars, eh? She yeah. she did that. Was well, it Nicole Richie? Before Kardashians changed mm. everything, there was um the Hills and there was also Was the Hills before before the Kardashians. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was. There was The Hills. Um, before that, it was Laguna Beach, which I yep. used to watch. And before that, there was one that's going back quite far mm. and it didn't change everything, but it was kind of the first of its kind called The Real World. Yeah, I remember that. And that yeah. was MTV, was <clears throat> it? Yeah. Yeah. And that was like they just chucked a whole bunch of people in a house, eh? Mm. Like kind of same concept of what Jersey Shore is. Yeah. Yeah. And they just kind of filmed the drama. Yeah. Yeah, and then Big Brother came along and changed, mm. changed everything as well. Yeah, did you stay up late for the Big Brother naughty side or whatever it's called? All the time, bro. Uh, they they were some of like my first like first wanks. I think I remember was I had a <laughs> basically just security footage. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I remember I used to I used to I used to do that, and I used to um <laughs> I used to get up in the morning and watch um Oz aerobics. Uh, it was <laughs> it was it was on before uh, Cheese TV, which was uh, yeah. like Cheese TV was. You probably have a similar show in New Zealand. I'm um, guessing it would be like what now? Yeah, it's like they have um, like there's a couple of hosts, yeah. and they talk in between the cartoons. And they pour like slime onto people's heads yeah, and stuff, and then weird. say, "Oh, here's a cartoon." Yeah, and they'll yeah. have like, and then they'll have like send-ins and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. where they where they where they like. Um, giveaway prizes and that kind of thing. But Oz Aerobics was on half an hour before that. And I get up just being like, oh, getting up early to watch the cartoons. But like I was I was You knew what you're up to. I knew exactly what I was doing. Like just watching some some fit people do some do some erotic stretching. Yeah. Yeah. I was real into it. 
and you'd grubby your mind every morning ready to watch, uh, what's it called? The other one, the nice one, Cheese TV. Cheese TV. And uh, yeah, I'd go from watching Oz Aerobics to watching like Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> Man rubbed fruit on his bare bottom at supermarket and put it back on display. Oh, yuck, which makes me instantly go, there must be so many people that get away with it. Um. We're going to name and shame this bear because it's not yep. a cool thing to do. Michael Dwayne Johnson, kind of a cool name, mm. 27, was spotted by an employee uh, on this last Saturday at the giant supermarket in Virginia, US. Um, a statement from police said the employee noticed Johnson picking up produce, pulling down his pants, rubbing the produce on his buttocks and, rep- and replacing the produce back on the shelf. Michael. Um. The police were called and Johnson was arrested and later charged with indecent exposure and destruction of property. Officers said the supermarket had to destroy several pellets of fruit after the incident. Good. Um, uh, Senior police officer Charles uh, told USA Today he does not believe the incident was mental health related. Johnson was with another person at the supermarket at the time who was not charged. Um, so when he says the, the line that sort of gets me is that when, when the officer says, we, we believe that, uh, this was not mental health related. We believe that this is completely normal is kind of what you hear. Well, it's just kind of like if, if it's not mental health related, what, why, why is he doing it? I guess they're just saying the guy gets a kick out of it. He's completely 100% sane. Like maybe do so you reckon if they if they say that that it wasn't mental health related, it kind of sounds he was there with a the buddy. Maybe it was a dare based thing where he goes, bro. Oh yeah. Like I dare you to go rub, rub, rub bits of fruit and stuff on your ass and then put it back on the thing and then people are gonna pick that up, take it home and eat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> but he's twenty seven. Like that's something that a sort of sixteen or seventeen year old. Would do. Yeah. When you're 27, you shouldn't be impressing your mates by rubbing fruit on your butt. Although some that's some people's humor, like right right to old age. I reckon there's some people that are like, yeah, man, it's funny when someone suffers. Like there's, there's some like groups of mates that I'm like not friends with, but my friends are friends with. And, mm. and you hang out and you're like, oh, this, this isn't just like tongue-in-cheek jiving or like giving someone a bit of shit for something yeah. they, they say or do. This is like, ha-ha, you, you just ate the sweat off my bum. <laughs> like there, there's a, there is groups. I think that's their humor. Like, yeah, a stranger ate a banana that I put in my bum crack. <laughs> I think there's less... I think there's less funny things. I don't think it's the. It's definitely not the funniest. You think it's thing. got humor to it? I think it's got some element of humor to it. Yeah. Look, I'd be lying if I said that it wasn't. Like, I think would I do it? No. Would I associate myself with 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 people that did that kind of thing? No, of course I wouldn't. However, if someone said to me, um, "Hey, I was at the soup market yesterday and I saw some dude rubbing fruit, rubbing bits of fruit on his ass," I'd probably laugh. Yeah, because you're <laughs> laughing at the person's scene. Somebody else do that, yeah. but if they go, bro, yesterday I was at the supermarket. I rubbed an apple on my bum. Yeah, you have to, you have to have uh, like one degree of separation yeah. for it to be funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't want to, you want to be the guy in the supermarket, the mate who they didn't name. 
You don't want to be the guy. No, you want to be. You want to be the guy that 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 saw them. You don't want to be the guys. You don't want to be in their crew. No, <laughs> you don't want to be the dude. You don't want to be in their crew. But you want to. What you want to spot it? Have stumbled across it, or, or even a fourth degree of separation where your mate sees them. Okay, yeah. So then you're just hearing a story from one of your friends, and that's when you think you can appreciate it four levels back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I still am only comfortable with five oh, and I would be a judgmental five. I'd be like, oh, Timmy told me. I'd roll my eyes and be like, outrageous that Timmy likes that, eh? <laughs> um, but definitely wash your produce yeah. when, you get, when you get home from the supermarket. You should be doing that regardless. You are supposed to have because they put poison on it, but. This story is the only thing that's ever made me think maybe I should wash my produce. Well, it's also things like you don't know, like people pick up fruit and vegetables and then put it back on the like on the pile. And they might have scratched their armpit. Well, they might have done worse things than that, Cammy boy. They might have just gone and done a, a, a big old deuce and not washed their hands. And not use toilet paper. Well, you can still use like maybe just like you know when you go to public toilets is that real thin toilet paper? Maybe that broke, went through the toilet paper. They got a little bit of shit particles it's on the basically head. like baking paper that stuff that yeah, they have in public nice. toilets. Yeah, you have to like fold it over a good four or five times before it's anything. Embrace decent. yourself. Yeah, it's, it's not, not a good nice stuff. Experience no. Yeah, put a bidet in public toilets. That's surely. Cheap. <laughs> Do you reckon? Yes. Yeah. Because surely that's cheaper for the council. They already. The, the water's free for them. We pay them for the water, I think. And so, yeah, just put another bowl there with a tap going upwards. In I, a, in Asia, they have like a hose. And do you find like it? a little like a little squirter gun that's like attached to a attached to the wall, and and then like you take that off and you can. Whoosh, that's whoosh, kind of a poor man's whoosh. bidet. <laughs> I don't want to have to touch it. I just want like warm water coming upwards. Uh, I've sure never used a bidet. I, I just bidet. imagine that it's flash. I have. And do you think it's luxury? Um, it's a bit strange, but it gets the job done. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely. You're way cleaner. That's what I think would be the case. You're way cleaner, especially if you got a little bit of hair around the ass region, mm. um, the anus. Yeah. Yeah. It's the bidet's good. the way to go. Oh yeah, it gets gets it clean, bro. Yeah. It gets it real clean. Yeah. Definitely do that, Melbourne City. Oh, every it's, every it's city council. Never, nothing will ever be as effective as a shit to shower. That's the most effective way to get a clean nos. It is. Mysterious purple curves in the sky leave scientists baffled. Aurora chasers have been observing a strange phenomena in the sky for years. Thin glowing arcs of purple and green light have been seen and photographed stretching across the the sky, typically far south from any other aurora activity. Originally, it was thought to be part of an aurora in its own right, but scientists have been looking closely at it in the last few months and they've decided to name it Steve. (laughs) Our main conclusion is that Steve is not an aurora, said B. LaCour the University of Calgary space physicist who led the study, now published in the journal Geophysical Research Letters, according to the American Geophysical Union. They say that right now we know very little about it. And that's the cool thing, because this has been known to photographers for decades, but for the scientists, it's been completely unknown. So I think that's great that they're admitting we have no idea what this is. 
we're giving it a really approachable name and we're going to try and figure it out. Yeah. I like that. I, I, I think it's a cool thing, um, not only in science but in the world. I, th- I think it gives you credibility when you admit that you don't know yeah. something. You can't do it all the time. You got to mm-hmm. because then with people like oh well you're just a dummy you don't know anything so you got to you got to put them in you got to do maybe like oh I know like these four or five things I don't mm-hmm. know this yeah these four or five things don't know this so you're like oh well you know way more than you don't know yeah keep the ratio to things that you know as oh, yeah. higher but you got to throw in those things that keeps you honest and and, and it makes you makes you trustworthy then because mm. people are like well. If he, if he was, if he was untrustworthy, he just wouldn't have told us that. Yeah. You know, but they probably are, you know, a little bit untrustworthy because they're not telling you all the things that they don't know. Do you think it's ever the right move to say you don't know something that you do? Oh, I never thought when do about you, that. When do you well, pepper that lying. one in? That's lying. Yeah. <laughs> and you think you shouldn't ever do that? Um, I don't know. What's what's your reasoning behind it? Like, why would you do it? Like, if they look, if they knew that these purple curves in the sky, they were like, oh, that's whenever, that's whenever somebody has a real good dream in the world. One of the purple curves appears in the sky. Yeah. Maybe they're like, nah, that all humanity's not ready to know that the space and dreams are connected. Let's- well, well, you're you're getting on the on the base of like what every conspiracy conspiracy theorist goes off, man, is that. Uh, you know, people, the government holds back from telling uh, people things because they don't believe that society is ready to hear those things or ready to deal with those things. Look, I'm, sh- I'm sure for sure it's happened. Mm. For sure it's happened. But I also think that it's probably with any conspiracy, with, with all these conspiracy, conspiracy theories, for sure definitely government and and um and uh high high ranking officials and leaders in our societies have lied to people 100 percent. i think it's also most likely that people stuff up things that people don't know things and that um that's probably more likely most Mm. of the time yeah than 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 that you know the the government's lying to you all the time yeah I think it'd be too much to keep up with. You know what I mean? That's what that's that's my whole thing is that when I, I think it'd be too much to to keep up with that if 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 all these conspiracy theories were true, that none of them come out. I, I don't think the government is 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 that good. You know what I mean? Like I don't think they're that good enough that they would hide all these secrets. I think that the 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 most likely uh, the simplest explanation most of the time is probably the right one. Do you think that there's a better name than Steve for these purple curves? Yeah, because I was thinking that too. Do you prefer like the a nickname or or a real formal a real formal name? I like real formal. Like yeah. I still really love that Elon Musk named that boat um, like Mister Bubbles. Well, that's not really formal. <laughs> Well, I think of Mister as formal. Like if he called it Bubbles, it'd be too casual. It'd be like like formal name would be like Theodore. Ah, oh, yeah. What would you name the purple curves in the sky if it was up to you? Like, and they said as long as possible. The name needs to be as like it needs to take ages to say because we want to stop people who are in a hurry to even think about this these curves. So what's the longest name you can come up with for these purple curves in the sky, Dr. Timmy? Chubby Chubby Pancakes. 
Thank you, Timmy. We'll write that in into the law that anyone who wants to talk about these curves has to use their full name, Chubby Chubby Pancakes. <laughs> All right, Cam, this one comes from uh, this one comes from your homeland. This comes, this one comes from the land of the long white cloud, New Zealand. Oh, yes. Um, the headline is, Missing lambs had escaped and joined another flock. Ooh. Uh, 50 lambs reported stolen from uh, the Marlborough paddock. Um, just one second, let me find where that is. It's, uh, it's the sort of... It's it's sort of near Nelson, so it's the it's the sort of top end of the of of the South Island, mm. um, and so these these sheep have been reported reported stolen, mm. and um, uh, police then released a second statement saying uh, the lambs just all got out, and only the lambs, none of the no, none of the um, like the the, the old, adults. yeah the adult sheep. Just the lambs that got out and just went and joined another joined another flock sheep. <laughs> Sounds like they were just having a great night and they're like, yeah, let's leave home. Yeah, they were just like, you know what? Fucking sick of mum. Yep. Sick of dad telling me what to do. Me Fuck too. Em. Me too. <laughs> well, well if, if Peter's going, I'm, I'm going. I'm coming too. <laughs> and then the whole squad yeah, just dude, took off. Heaps of them and 50 of them. Fifty of them went, and the other thing too is that, okay. So what happened was um, uh, the lambs who were, who who wore yellow tags um, had escaped and merged with another farmer's flock. Um, the combined flocks had been moved to another property before the farmer realised the missing sheep were included. Fifty <coughs> fifty lambs. Mm. Now I'm not sure how many how many he's, he's the farmer that. Accidentally ended up loading them and taking them someone somewhere else. Probably has a lot of sheep, right? But you'd think mm. he'd notice fifty extras. Yeah, I reckon that's intentional theft. You reckon? I've been on a farm that had sheep stolen. Really? Yeah, I used to live and work at a children's camp slash farm that had heaps of animals. Like they had donkeys, they had sheep, they had horses, they had mm. roosters and stuff. Did you get together at night and sing sing songs about Jesus? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And converted children. That was my life. Did you ever baptise any of the animals on the farm? <laughs> nah. I've baptised humans though. Um, when the sheep got stolen by a rival farmer, mm. how um, many? Uh, I think it was like four. Yeah, um, full full size sheep though, not lambies. Full size sheep, yeah. Yeah. and our farm owner knew, and he knew which farmer it was because mm. he just drove down the road and looked and saw. Okay, our four sheep. Yeah, are, like Ted's got our sheep. Now. Yeah, and so I made up a song because everyone was gutted. Like our our neighbour stole our property. Did they go back property. and get the sheep? Yeah, they went back and got them. Yeah, did they involve the police? Did they just go over and No, they're just like, Ted, these are our sheep. Yeah. Like, you had five, now you've got nine. Yeah. And so to cheer everybody up throughout the day because everyone was gutted, I made up this song. Why, Teddy, why, Teddy, why, Teddy, why, Teddy, why did you steal my sheep? I thought that I could trust you, thought you'd make my life complete. I woke up in the morning and you'd taken them away. No one can be as brokenhearted as I feel today. Oh, why, Teddy, why, Teddy, why, Teddy, why, Teddy, why did you steal my sheep? Hey! I thought that I could trust you, thought you'd make my life complete. <laughs>
Hey! I woke up in the morning and you're taking them away. No one can feel as brokenhearted as I feel today. Beautiful, man. Yeah, and it kind of lifted the mood because everyone was gutted. <laughs> How, did um did other people learn the words of the song and sing, sing along as well? Yeah, sometimes mm, when I'm in New Zealand, that's when you know you're in a cold day. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes when I'm back in New Zealand and I catch up with the other farmers, who <laughs> not that I consider myself a farmer, but the other farmers <laughs> <laughs> with the people that I lived on that farm with, uh, they will sing that song to me when they see me, like wah tiddy wah tiddy wah tiddy wah tiddy. <laughs> It's called Why Teddy. <laughs> Canadian magpie causes a disturbance in a snowboarding shop. Hmm. Employees say they were left cowering at a snowboard shop in Canada in a place called Banff when they were visited by an unruly magpie over the weekend. Employees at the store say they were just having a normal day on Saturday when a notorious bird became present in their store. Unlimited snake and oh sorry, skate and snow employees watched dumbstruck as a customer walked over, picked up the bird, and took it outside. Employee Jordan Soper spoke to the Cal- Calgary Eye Opener, which is a newspaper, and he said the bird was very savage. There we were, standing behind the till at work, looking at the computer, when all of a sudden this renegade comes in, <laughs> flapping its wings, knocking things over. It gave us all quite a fright. He also said that while him and the others were thinking about what to do for at least four minutes, a wonderful customer took care of business for them, he said. I stood stunned, shocked, and I even retreated a little bit. I have to be honest, I didn't go towards the action, he said. Just the scene it was making and the commotion, it frightened me. Did, so they I, name the, did they name the employee? Uh, yeah. Um, his name is something Soper. Uh, Reese Soper, I think. You're a pussy, Reese. <laughs> he said he didn't go towards the action. Just the scene it was making and the commotion, it frightened me. So I moved backwards. The other two didn't do much either. I love that he's pulling in his colleagues. Like, oh, they didn't go over either. They kind of stood there shuddering as well. He makes it sound like a biker, like a like like a biker gang came through the a renegade biker came through the into the shop and just started destroying shit. I think there's look there's um, there's different degrees of, in my opinion, of 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 whether whether you should be scared of an mm. animal or not. Now, size is a big is a big part of it. Yeah. Um, uh, but so I think if it's anything less than like one eighth of your size, yeah, you shouldn't be. You 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 need to go approach that situation, show the animal who's who's boss, even and tarantula. That's that's that that's where I have a have have like a, a point in there where unless. They're poisonous. Mm-hmm. If they're poisonous and they can fucking kill you, like like a just say like a, a a king brown snake. Yeah, it's 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 less than one eighth your size. However, don't rush at it. That motherfucker bites you. You're dead. Yeah. If you don't get to the hospital in time, you're dead. A magpie isn't gonna it, it look isn't gonna kill you. It is you need to go like you need to go if it's fucking up your shot, man. It's coming to your house. Coming to your house, fucking up your shit. And the customer, the one who didn't work there, had to deal with yeah, the issue. Yeah, that customer's like, you made that customer have to have to have to do your job, do your dirty work. Mm. So Something your mate, like. your mate Soper said, 
He experienced, uh, oh, his experience triggered his phobia of birds, which he developed as a child growing up in Australia. And he said that in Australia, magpies are much more vicious. Yeah, but you're not in Australia, Reesey Pussy. You're in you're in Canada, and you knew that. <laughs> Such a wuss. Okay, when we were uh, so, I got a good bad story. <laughs> Yeah, I got a mistake. We were we were away. Uh, it was back when we were twenty one, and uh, we were away for a friend's twenty first birthday. Mm. And um, her mum had hired out uh, this awesome apartment on the Gold Coast for us. And her 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 um her boyfriend at the time, now fiance, uh, and I'm uh, am seeing their wedding in a couple of couple of weeks. So shout out to Callan and Maggie. Mm. Uh, Maggie has this huge phobia of birds that I didn't. I didn't know the degree of what of what this phobia was. Right. Um, and a bird had flown into the apartment and we we're all wasted. And she goes into into her into her and Callan's room and we get the bird out of the out yeah. of the apartment. It's all sweet. And then we I came up with this idea that I was like, I go, oi, Callan, you should pick up that bit of cardboard. And it was just like a like a cardboard that like, like a six-pack of beer okay, comes yeah. in. And I go, and throw it into the room pretending that it's the bird. And then Callan's just like, it's a great idea. And yeah. picks up the cardboard, throws it into the room, and she fucking freaks out, man. She freaks out. And then like hard out, like just a hard out, hysterical freak out. And She had a full meltdown. Full meltdown. And um, Callan. Callan went in there. Callan comes out like 15, 20 minutes later, comes out and goes, hey, Tim, you got to go inside and apologize to Maggie. And I go, you're the one that threw the fucking cardboard in, bro. You're the one that fucking threw the cardboard, not me. Yes. And, and he's like, just go and apologize. It was your idea. And I go, you're a dog. And I walked straight in. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you sit down and talk it through or did you just do one of those, I'm sorry, and walk out? No, nah, I went in there and I was like, oh. Oh, I do look. I feel bad when I upset people. I do. I feel bad when when I upset people. But I felt that it was more. Callan should apologize. Did and, you tell her that? Huh? Did no, you t- no. I went in there and I just kind of said, you know, she she like we were staying her like we were staying. It was her birthday. It was her, it was her 21st birthday. Memorable. And uh, her mum had paid for this whole apartment for us to stay in. Um, so I thought probably don't be a dick. <laughs> more more of a dick than I already was being. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Uh, does that bring us to an end? Yeah, man. That's nearly us. So a couple of things to talk about to promote before you fill me in with some good news to cleanse our palate. We are playing at Last Chance Rock and Roll Bar 29th of September, which is grand final night. We are playing with Undercover Crops, The Gerties, and Girl Germs. So I went round to Girl Germs band practice this week and hung out with Kalia, Layla, and Peter. And I just told them straight up, I don't know much about footy. We are playing on footy grand final night together. But can you guys please tell me your most precious footy memories? So many to choose from. (laughs) Um, Well, we're from New South Wales. Originally, so we know heaps about AFL, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but I actually played AFL like once yeah. in primary school. How did it go? <laughs> oh, I was so good at it that I got an award for being quite good at AFL, the AFL, and I got a Mars bar. 
So wow. look out, guys. <laughs> nice. Good effort. Thank you. Thank you. How about yourself, Peter? Um, probably what are those things that they push, like they charge mm. when they're training? Um. Oh, like a whole bunch of metal with <laughs> padding. With padding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. used to sit on those and my what brother's team called? would push us around. Uh, is it a ruck machine? A ruck yeah. machine? Yeah, the ruck machine is my favourite. So on that uh, on that lineup, we've got uh, the Gerties, uh, we've got um, Undercover Crop, we've got Girl Germs and um, ourselves charging Stallion playing. Check those bands out if you, uh, if you, if you haven't uh, listened to them yet. Um, they're great bands, and and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a great day. Uh, good, finish off with a good news story. One more thing that I just want to plug: our series Sunday Stories. Mm. It's season two of our web series. I'm really proud of it. Uh, if you if you feel like it, you don't have to, but if you can share any episodes, like or comment on them, that is good for us, and it helps the episodes get seen by more people. So no pressure. But we do like it when you do those things. So if you see episodes pop up, we would love that. Thank we would you. we would appreciate it. Um, so our good news story this week, Cam, is the headline is Beluga Whales Adopt Lost Narwhal. My favourite animal, Beluga Whales. Is it? Yep. Yeah, cool. Um, so drone footage, do you know what, know what a narwhal is? Yeah, the ones, the unicorn whale. Yeah, 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 the unicorn of the sea, they call them. Uh, uh, drone footage shows a young narwhal that appears to have been adopted by a pod of beluga whales in the St. Lawrence River. Uh, the video was captured by a group uh, for education and research on marine mammals. In the drone footage, a pod of 10 belugas swim closely together near the surface, rolling and rubbing against each other. The interactions between the narwhal and the belugas appear to be identical to those among just the belugas, suggesting the narwhal has been fully accepted into the group and is now a part of their family. Yeah, good on you belugas. Real cool, eh? Yeah, what a good crew to fall in with in the ocean. And see, it doesn't matter if you look different. It doesn't matter if you're 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 a little bit, you stand out a little bit uh, uh, compared to the others because of the way that you look. Seems like he's a good good little dude. Totally, good little dude or, or or chick. I don't know. I don't. I don't know with narwhals if it, I think they've all got that 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 thing on their head. That horn. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, bring people into your family, into your group if if you think that they're cool. Rub yourself. Well, what does it say? They were rubbing. <laughs> Maybe don't, don't rub yourself. <laughs> it's a good news story, Cam. Don't promote that. Sorry. Don't promote those things. <laughs> you don't have to do things exactly as the belugas do. Yeah, maybe just welcome people in as the moral out of that story. High fives. Yeah, high yeah. fives. Yeah. That's a way safer <laughs> piece of advice to give. My name's Tim. My name's Cam. This has been Charging Stallion Presents News We Like. Thank you for joining us. Stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Junkies, I broke my collarbone.